Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Noah's Archive. I am Hisame and I will be your host for this short podcast. You can find me on Twitter under HI5AME. I am planning to do about three regular podcasts. One will be an end of tour wrap up. The other will be on a publication about Noah which in this case will be the first chapter of The Last Bump, which was written by Mayumi Misawa about her husband, Mitsuharu Misawa. And there will be this third one, which will be me talking about Noah-related subjects, um, either the promotion's past or its present. I like to let my Twitter followers vote on what they want to hear, so this episode they voted on Kino and the Misawa generation. For those fans who are not of the Misawa generation, I will explain a little about your man. Mitsu Haru Misawa is widely regarded as one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. Many people know him as simply the distant man in green who made Noah, but he is much more than that. An often stern-looking man in pictures and on film reel, his somewhat grumpy features um, hid a good heart and a wonderful sense of humour, although when he was annoyed he did make everyone who annoyed him pay for it. The history of Mitsu Haru Misawa actually starts not in Noah, but in all Japan, where he was trained in the late 70s and early 80s by Giant Baba. He made his debut in 1981, and he portrayed the Okanic Tiger Mask from, what's Tiger Mask 2, from 1984 to 1990, and stayed with all Japan until the split in 2000. He was an eight-time world champion, having won the Triple Crown Heavyweight Championship in all Japan five times, and the Global Honoured Crown, a.k.a. the GHC, heavyweight champion at Noah three times. Misawa was the first holder of the GHC, which is why in Noah it is more than just a belt, it is a revered symbol. When Giant Baba died in January 1999, Misawa was appointed to the position of All Japan President. It was a position that was to go disastrously wrong, as following a series of disagreements with Makoto, Baba giant Baba's widow, Misawa was removed from his position in 2000 by the board of directors. In May of that year, he swept out of all Japan, followed by pretty much everyone who took their trainees with him to form Noah. It says a lot for the integrity of a man and the trust people place in him when people were willing to up sticks and follow him into the unknown. So Noah was born in August 2000. The name was chosen to signify um, the Ark and the Chosen Saving the Flood. Next time you get the chance, uh, take a look at the logo and you may see a dove in one of the corners. It's to simplify purity. So from its earliest days, we can conclude that Noah has always had this tradition of pulling together when facing the the abyss of the unknown and all going one direction together, like being on a ship or, or an Ark, if you will. From 2000 until 2009 is generally considered to be the golden years of Noah. A generation grew up and flourished at the Dipper Dojo. Noah were booking out the Dome and the Budokan to an almost full house, 
you know, this could be the crowds, the attendances, they could be guaranteed. They could afford an office overseas in Hawaii. They could afford to run tours in Europe. These years did have their clouds, though, as not everything was plain sailing. Kobashi suffered kidney cancer, and the Japanese economy was not in good shape, and both of these factors combined meant that Misawa had to put up his own retirement, and more and more strain was being put on his already ragged body, and, his, his, and specifically his, his damaged neck. Very tragically, this all caught up with him in June 2009, when he was killed in the ring. Noah were left without their captain, and for a while the ship drifted rudderless in stormy seas. Isawa's memory will always be honoured in Noah. Each year in June, there is a normal event held for him. There's a flower altars which is set up for the fans to bring their own gifts and offerings and to remember him by. His image is placed um, high in the arena, above the walkway where the wrestlers enter, enter and exit as he gets down benevolently upon, upon his ring and his promotion. Uh, there's always the bell salute, and it's... It's generally a very moving event. I personally find the the first one held a few a few days after his death very hard to watch, and I, I've never watched the second one, which was held a few days after that. The first one was too difficult. Anami Chimarafuji, Misawa's trainee and all but legally adopted heir, looked back on these dark years and said, "We have lived off the account of our seniors, and now there is no money left. Noah would have to start changing." I will start by explaining exactly what and who Kinomi inspired the Misawa generation or the Misawa era. Both terms have been used, but for the sake of clarity, we will call it the Misawa generation. The Misawa generation refers to three people in particular, with a marginal fourth. The main target of Kinomi's wrath is Naomi Chimarafuji, Takashi Sogiora, and Go Shiozaki the marginal fourth being Eddie Edwards. Edwards is not really a factor in this as he spends most of his time overseas and Kino has already proved his point by beating for the belt. The four of them either trained or continued their training in differ with Marufuchi and Sugiura being part of all Japan dojo before the exodus and they all followed the usual path from going from trainee to rookie and then to turning their collar as they became established wrestlers in their own right. And all four have become GHC champions. Marufuji is the only one to have held, worn the belt during Misawa's lifetime. And that was in September 2006, when he also became the youngest challenger for the belt on record. Apart from Eddie Edwards, they have all held the GHC title three times. Yoshinara Ogawa could arguably be added to this list, as he has held it once in 2002, but he's not a factor in this, not ever having had a multiple title reign or being seen as a leader in the company. So, so to Kino, this fact is like using old technology. It's, it's in the past. It doesn't matter anymore. These four to him are no longer relevant. They are symbols of a long-ago era, and they need to understand that their time has come, it's gone, it's past. He is the first man to have worn the GHC heavyweight belt, Misawa's belt, who did not know Misawa 
and so he has proved that there is a future for the young in the promotion and he will pave the way for them. Naturally, there are others in Noah who were also part of the New Sour Generation and who can recall the, the golden years of the summer evenings when Noah sold out the dome or the Budokan and the days when they and Biffer and Noah the young. And it was home to them, you know, whether they trained in the dojo or there or not. But what's at the other side from Shiyazaki, Sugiura and Marafuji is that they've not been GHC heavyweight champions and therefore they have not been the leaders of the company. None of them could possibly become an issue to Kano unless they challenge him for the title. So far, Kino's two challenges have not been part of the Misawa generation. Kaito Kiyomiya did not know Misawa, and he was only about 12 when Misawa died. And Kino only granted him a title shot because the reason, well, he was not part of the, that generation, and therefore he understood what it meant to challenge and put on the belt for somebody who wasn't. And Yuka Miyamoto, who is as far as Kano is concerned, has cheap belts, which he wouldn't even want to challenge for. He's a freelancer, and therefore he's not part of Noah. For all of his angry ranting, uh, Kino does seem to understand the significance and the history of the belt, and indeed, in some way, does respect it, warning Miyamoto that this belt has history and weight, and the belts Miyamoto have do not quite have the same. So, as the, so as the three members of the Misawa generation have all had the belt at one point or another, naturally they have all said that they want to have, want to have another run with the belt again. And at the time of speaking, this thing's going through Kino, and of course this is something that Kino is, you know, is avidly anticipating. Marufuji says he would like another run with the belt before he is 40, which is another couple of years. And Takeshi Sugiura, who appears to be conveniently ignoring the fact that Kino was saying that his era is over, simply the reason that, well, he's a wrestler, he says that's why, why he's in the ring, to win belts. Somehow Kino has been very disappointed that none of his challengers have been from the Misawa generation, but to be honest, it would not surprise me if Takashi Sugiura did come out. Sugiura, in particular, knows Kino better than anybody else, and this fact is enough to scare him. Go Shiyazaki is the only one who has not made any recent comments about winning the belt. His primary focus for it was during Global League 2017, when his objective was to beat Marafuji in a singles match, which is something that he has never managed to do yet, and to take the belt from Eddie Edwards. All of this, their era is over scenario, and the rise of the younger generation, is something that I discussed briefly in my last podcast. And in Noah, we are now seeing the resurgence of a new era, New faces, new talents, and new personalities. No one may well play the old versus new card, as Marafuji hinted at by asking Sugiura on his return from his, well, his, heart, his heart problems, shall we say, why he wanted to team with Kano, and asking him to band together with him against the threat of the upcoming generation who sees him as obsolete. The handshake between them, though, and although it was tentative on Sugiura's part, has not been capitalised on yet. It's true, Kino is not Noah-born, a fact which he is proud of as he is the first Noah heavyweight champion who isn't originally associated with either Misawa or Japan, and much of his history is in Mishinoku Pro. But Kaito Kiyomiya certainly is Noah-born, as is Yonta Miyawaki, and most likely the two or three extremely well-built trainees that are seen at ringside during Noah shows, who too will one day emerge to carry on the traditions. This is Kino's legacy, that they from a different era can do this, 
and hopefully not be suffocated by the old men clinging to a fading spotlight. Let us hope that when their time comes to step aside, and for the sake of the next generation after them, they do not turn into those bitter, stubborn, threatened, frightened old men, because then Noah will truly be lost. Noah will capsize, and it will sink into the darkness and the silence of the abyss. As for the Misawa generation, Marufuji has settled back into a quieter role, though Kano in typical fashion has said that he will face him on the 20th of August anniversary celebrations for Marufuji's 20th year anniversary debut. And in typical fashion, he's also said he doesn't care whether he likes it or not, or whether or not it's breaking tradition for him to challenge him before challenge himself has been received. Evidently, he believes he's going to be still champion in August. So we shall see. We shall see what happens there. Shiozaki looks to be mentoring young Kaito Kiyomiya, as Kenta Kabashi did to him at that age. And Sugiura, well, it's probably best <laughs> to leave out some of what Sugiura is doing for the next generation. As somebody commented on the picture of Yontami Iwaki proudly holding up a pink DVD that Sugiura had given to him, that Sugiura himself had posted on Twitter with the headline saying something like, I was allowed. Someone commented that Miyawaki had better hope that his mother is not on Twitter. But in all seriousness, uh, Sugiura doesn't have a problem with putting next to Generation Noah over, as it seems, by witnessing by his teaming with Kano and his involvement with the feud with Kiyomiya, which we have witnessed the birth of. I think this feud with uh, between Kino and Kiyomiya will be something that will rumble on for for years. At the moment, just to go a little off topic and just speak about Kiyomiya briefly, um, I don't think, obviously, you know, that he is ready for, for these matches that Noah are putting him in. I think he would be far more better served if they just put him in just tag matches for now. So maybe we'll see that happen on the next tour. So but what this will do in the long run, whether in the long run, he'll have these matches with Kino, Kino will beat him, Kiyomiya will come back, and then the day will come when Kino will realise that Kiyomiya is actually a credible, a credible threat to him, a credible opponent, when Kiyomiya beats him. And I think then we are going to see the real flowering, the real burning that this feud day momentum take off. Uh, just a final word about Kiyomiya. He seems to have set himself up to the complete opposite of Kino's claim that he will finish the era and then usher in his own by making sure that if the seniors can't be a part of this new dawn that Kino has planned, then there can be an old way of Noah which can. It was noticed in his return match that Kino had used a tiger suplex. Of course, the tiger driver was a, an innovative move for Misawa's, and the Misawa rope faint. Uh, fans were absolutely delighted to see this, as it signalled to many of them, people who remember the, the Misawa generation, the Misawa years, that Misawa was not going to be forgotten, that he wasn't simply going to become this faceless owner of Noah that people spoke about who didn't remember him. You know, no matter the new faces coming into Noah, the new blood in the veins of the promotion, the passage of time from Misawa's death, to the ultimate retirement of the Misawa era and all of the Misawa era, Misawa will always be remembered and will continue to inspire the young. So if you take a look at the fight cards for Navigation for Future 2018, and these were actually reshuffled after the event of, well, as uh, Noah put it, the events of January 6th at Korakuen Hall, which was basically the conflict between Kiyomiya, Keno, Kiyomiya, 
slapping Sugiura after he tried to help him up, then slapping Kino, then beating him down. And then out came Shiozaki, Kotoge, and they were soon followed by the aggression, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Masaki Kamiya, who, who broke things up. All three of the Misawa generation are doing their part to ensure the future of Noah by having matches with the younger up-and-coming wrestlers and at the same time having matches with people they wouldn't normally face to allow them to take their spots on the evening's card. Misawa taught them well by ignoring the criticism and bringing them into the boardroom when they themselves were younger wrestlers. And this will be a legacy that no one will ever destroy and it will be a legacy that will take Noah back to the Budokan. Anisame, thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time. Make no mistake, I picked this fight. And we both know I shouldn't have to prove. I shouldn't have to die